Hey, welcome to the Missio Day podcast. Check us out on the web at missiodeschicago.com. Ooh-wee! What a week in America. This has been a tumultuous week, to say the least. As we know, this virus is wreaking havoc around the world, and we are in a social distancing situation you know, uh, exiled to our homes and forced all to be introverts. For those of us who have introvert size, this is just bliss. But for some other, maybe those who are extroverted, you need a little uh, touch, a little connection. I'm praying and hoping that this would provide some encouragement for everyone for the situation that we're in. I believe God is speaking more now than ever that there is encouragement for us. There is life for us to find in the scriptures. Um, and so I want to talk to you a little bit today. I'm not going to be super long, um, but I'm a preacher, so I can talk. And, you know, just get that out of the way. And uh, and more than anything, I pray that you are loved today and you feel the joy and the presence and the Holy Spirit just coming right through this video message. I haven't done much like this before, mostly just short form on Instagram, but I'm excited about this. Uh, I've been working on a podcast and other things, so I'm getting used to recording stuff in small rooms, so here we go. Let's get it popping, Jesus. Um, So in this particular moment, there's a lot of ways that we can look at what we're going through as a country. You can think of it from the scale of God is punishing us to God doesn't care or that this is something that we deserve or something that we've brought on ourselves because of the way that we treat each other. Now, I don't know the exact reasoning for all these things, but I do believe there is something that God is working through this time. Now, how does that work? Like, how does it work that God has a will and he has a uh, cause and he has desires, but things that he doesn't cause to happen necessarily, but he uses them. How does that work? I just want to talk about today what I feel like that God is speaking to us as a church, and the church is embodied in each and every believer. It's not a place that you go to. You are the church. You get to be the church now, and that is exciting times to be in, that we are all on this equal scale. I love how this disease, this pandemic has caused no one to be higher than the other. Uh, Though there are some people who are getting testing more than others can and they have more access to it, we are all in this boat together. It's become a great equalizer. We get to really see what we are made of. And when we are stretched, it is not some thing that is coming out of us that didn't exist before. We are just becoming truly who we are. And I pray that we would rise and shine like the people of God. That we're called to today. So we're going to go through a little bit of scripture. Um, I'm going to start at Luke 22 and 39, a great passage of scripture. This is Jesus when he is uh, beginning to get ready to go to be crucified. So it's a vital time of him struggling in agony with the Lord, wondering exactly what God is doing in his life knowing that he has to go through this, but wondering how this process is supposed to work out. So we're going to start at Luke 22 and 39. I'm going to read right through 44. So say you got it once you got it. Coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him. 
When he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling to the ground. I, the message today for you is the only way out is through. Father, I just thank you for this day that you've given us, this beautiful day. For those who are on the other side of this uh, video or other side of the screen, God, that you would just touch them, let your presence be there with them, that their hearts are open, ready to receive exactly what you are doing today, God. Prophetically speak through me, God. Let your spirit dance on my words. Let your, your heart be warmed by this word that is going forth from my lips, God. Um, let me be faithful to the word that you have spoken to me, and as such, that it would spring up in hearts, producing 30, 60, and 100 fold. You are that good. Oh, wait. And I thank you, Father, although we are in exile from each other, and although we are so distant from each other, Lord God, I know that you are still with us because the age is not over. We are seated with you in Christ, in heavenly places for all eternity. And I thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's get the only way out is through. What is the number one thing we like to do when pain is happening to us? We want to get out of it. No one says, let me sit in this pain as long as I can. No one says, let me park as far away from the building as I can. We want to park as close. We want to minimize the pain. Very often as we become adults, we believe that we can remove pain from our lives more easily that we can control and manipulate situations. So if you're experiencing a lot of anxiety, maybe it's because you can't control or uh, manipulate the situation, but that is something that God is doing. He is allowing you to let go, to surrender what you like to hold, and that's control. But Jesus also wanted to control this situation where he didn't know what was going to happen on the other side of that garden. He didn't know what was going to happen when he was taken, but he prays earnestly. And he says, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. In the current vernacular, that would be, come on, God, you know, is there, is there some other way we can do this? I mean, I'm sure that you've got another plan you can work out, you know, throw it under there, you know, is, is there some other way? And in Matthew 26 and 42, he asked again, again, a second time, he went away and prayed saying, oh, father, if this cup cannot pass from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. The disciples kept falling asleep. Their eyes were heavy. Jesus comes back like, can't y'all pray just a moment? Come on. Y'all can't give me nothing, man. Give me a little support. A little... Speaking in tongues, something I can hear, because I feel by myself, man. I'm in this garden, but I feel really by myself. And they were asleep. 
probably because it is very difficult to press in sometimes into the Lord when you're not hearing anything. And prayer sometimes can be very boring waiting for God to show up. But but they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. Boo! They shall fly high based on our waiting on him. And even in uh, Mark 9, when the transfig- they're on a Mount Transfiguration and Peter is talking too often and he's being in his impulsive self, they still are falling asleep. So whether you are in agony or in glory, it can be hard to wait on God. And what do we do while we're waiting on God? We wonder, what is his will? God, what is your will? I need to know what your will is because then it's going to make me calm. It's going to make me be able to trust in you better if I only had this piece of information of what your will is. And I believe God is saying to us right now that you must go through this. It's very hard for us to understand how God performs his will upon earth because it's so different from the way that we do things. Now, if you know I like something, if you know I appreciate something, if you know I'm very interested in something happening, I'm going to use all of the power I have, all the influence, all the, you know, the strength I can muster up to make this thing happen. You're like, okay, I know that's your will. I will move heaven and earth to get a jar of applesauce. I love it. I've loved it for as long as I can remember. People know that's my will. You know, I want to eat applesauce. And so I'm going to do everything I can to make that happen. But God doesn't work that way. He doesn't use every bit of his arsenal to make his will go forth. What? That is mind boggling. He does it only with desire. He only lets desire perform his will. Where does he place his desire? Inside of his people. Therefore, we are the will and the instrument of God upon earth. But you don't look like you believe me yet. But give me a second. We are being formed according to his will and not according to what is good and bad. Because we look at situations and we say they're bad. There's no way that can be God's will because God is good all the time. That's not true. It's not in the Bible. And it's not going to be true necessarily in many situations. But as we go in the past and we look and we say, oh, I couldn't have called that good. But I know definitely that was God. I know it was him putting me on the right path that I needed to be on. It was good in hindsight. Then it wasn't good actually. And Jesus understood this. And he's saying, not my will, but your will be done. God's will is being done on this earth at every single moment. Can we be a people that join in with him to see this happen on earth and not those who cower in a corner believe that he is punishing us? No, 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 no. He's using different means to take us to his will. And I think we get to decide. So God, what is your will? We should be asking God, what is your way? How does he operate? How does he move? Um, What is the reason for everything that God does? And that is an easy, easy answer. God's cause is 
bringing love. Woo-wee. God's cause is love. That's the reason he does every single thing. And 1 John 4 and 7 through 11, if you got to pause it to look it up, cool, go ahead. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God for God is love. It's who he is. It's his reason. It's his cause. It's his substance. God is love. And this, the love of God was manifested toward us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. What is God's way? His way is love. His way is love. It is what he's made of. It is what he does. He cannot help it. It's who he is. So if you're looking at a situation, you just action is it good or bad? You need to ask, is it love or not? Is there something that God is pulling from the midst of this that he is showing his love in us? And if he loved Jesus so much because he wanted to lay his life down of his own will and of his own accord, then how much more does God even love us and he sacrificed for us? Woo, God loves us so much. It is his cause. It is in every single thing that he does. And I believe in our situation now, it is still what he is doing. He is unfolding his love to us. But we get to decide what that looks like sometimes because, you know, God may speak. He may say something. He may try to get us to slow down, but it takes us to break our leg before he slows us down. It takes us to rupture our Achilles before we slow down. We got to be laid up a little while and then we go, okay, God, I want to listen to you now. He is speaking to the nation and he had to get us to stop before that could happen. So listen, what is he saying to you right now? Because you can't go nowhere. You can't even really say you're busy. You're in your pajamas all day. Whatever you're doing, prayers for those who are still wondering how they're going to pay their bills and, you know, those small business owners whose um, effectiveness is going down and whose traffic is going down, down. Father, that you would come and show your way to them, that you would lead in the midst of what you're doing, that you would let your heart be shown to them even in this moment. Let them receive encouragement. I thank you for... Um, Provision that happens right now while they're watching this video, Lord God, I thank you that you are working things out in the midst of it. But let this be a testament of your love that is manifested to every single one of us. So why free will? Because without free will, responding to love feels like slavery. Ooh, man. Without it, it feels like a foregone conclusion, not something that we are offering of our own accord. God wills for us to love him, but he's not going to force us to do it. And sometimes hard situations is the way that he shows how much he loves us. Now, some of you may not know, I have a condition that is called vasovagosynecoke. It's a long word. It means something very simple that at certain moments, my heart rate and my blood pressure drop. They hit the ground. 
it can be under stress. It can be not under stress. It, it, I don't think it's really known what causes it, but it'll drop. And what it causes me to do is to just pass out. Like if I'm walking, I'll just pass out and I'll hit whatever on the way down. I'll hit the ground. It, my wife has witnessed it a couple of times. It is very um, frightening, I believe. It's very something that it, it seems uncontrollable. Now, I've been having these things happen, and it happens like every one or two years, three years, something like that. So it's not very often, and I haven't been super concerned about it, you know, up until recently when it's happened. And we were in Vegas, and I was in um, the bathroom. And as I was in the bathroom, it was like in the middle of the night, my wife was asleep, and uh, I was sitting there, and God was like, uh, I felt myself blacking out. And God said, you must go through this. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means. But me, because I'm still not understanding this condition or whatever, I try to stand up. I stand up and I fall into a smaller mirror. I break that mirror, hit the ground. Uh, my wife comes in like, what is going on? She's screaming, which has happened a couple times where I wake up and she's just screaming like, what's going on? Um... And it was crazy. And after that moment, I'm like, okay, we get back to Chicago. I need to go to the doctor and find out about it. So I went to the doctor. Sometimes, you know, doctors just look up stuff online and go, hey, does this sound like it? And it really sounded like it, that my blood pressure and my um, heart rate would just drop at one moment. And so the advice that the doctor gave me, I'm like, can I take medicine? Something that I should be doing? He's like, well, will you feel yourself blacking out? Just lay down. <laughs> Just lay down on the ground because you're going to be going anyway. Now, that was something tough that happened. I hit things. It was very shameful for me, you know what I'm saying? Going through this, having my wife, you know, be kind of traumatized by this moment. But I felt the love in those words. I felt the love in God saying, you must go through this. Now, I didn't know what all that entailed. I could have, you know, it could have been way worse. Could have got the ambulance. So we made so much noise. Nobody showed up. Nothing happened. I, you know, it just takes a few moments and I'm really back to myself after this happens. Um, but I felt the love in those words. You must go through this. And I felt that's what God was saying to us right now, that you must go through this. What is God most often, what did he say to Jesus most likely when he was wrestling in agony, do I have to drink this cup? Do I have to do this? God was like, you must go through this. Sometimes the only way out is the way through. It is not by us removing ourselves and praying, God, please let, take all this pain away because there's something he is pulling out of us that we need this process to refine us and to um, help us be who we're really called to be. Like sometimes your journey only needs to be two weeks. Sometimes your journey only needs to be two days, three days. Sometimes you need your journey to be a month, but it's trust that God is doing something in the midst of it that is full of his love. And although it may seem very painful at the time, when you hear the word and when you realize this is something that you must go through, but know that you will come out stronger on the other end. And I love that if we know that God's cause is love, then we know his will. His will is to love us more than anything else on this earth. That he loves us so much that he sent his only son. Like I love to say that if I 
I wouldn't give one of my sons, and I have two, I would give one of my sons for the holiest person on earth to know that God sacrificed his son for people who may not ever recognize it just shows you how far he is willing to go to love and honor us. The best way to test and honor um, a relationship is through exercising free will. That's the way you test if you're really free. Watch. Go do it right now. Tell somebody who's asking you for something no and see how they react. You're like, oh, really? I don't. You mad because I said no? Well, that means I don't have much free will. That's how we exercise our free will, by being able, testing our boundaries in a relationship based on what we say and what the reaction may be to it. So God is. We are in the middle of his free will. We are in the middle of God's will right now. But how does that work? He he desires things, his will, his desires are things that he don't he doesn't cause to happen. But they can still be unfolded into his plan. Oh man, that's just mind-blowing. A great example of that is Joseph and his brothers. Now, Joseph, some of you may know the story. This is mostly in, in Genesis um, 45 through 50, but Joseph was a, a, great, um, a great father in a faith. I consider him a great father in a faith. Um, his, his father was Jacob. He was a, a loved son more than anyone else. He went around telling his brothers how loved he was. And uh, he was a dreamer and he had dreams, but he was he was really immature. So the things that he explained that God had shown him became very prideful sounding to people. His brother's plot, we're going to kill him. Instead of killing him, they sell him into slavery. Now, you know what happens after that. He goes from the pit to the prison to the palace <laughs> with three Ps. And becomes number two in all of Egypt, just below Pharaoh. Now, the story goes, and his brothers eventually come to Egypt looking for food because there's a great famine in the land. God has used Joseph and his gift for interpreting dreams to make him an administrator of so many funds. And he becomes this great administrator that saves so many lives. And his brothers comes in, and they don't even recognize him. And he's secretly going through this agony. And then he says, all right, I'm going to say who I am after he manipulates them a little bit. Tells them who they are. They'll bring his brother. They all come, his whole family and his father, they come to Goshen eventually and begin to live there. But his father dies. And when his father dies, his brothers are like, all right, man, surely we effed up, man. You know, we did Joseph wrong. Now that my father is dead, he's probably going to want to kill us. Um, and they come to Joseph immediately after Jacob dies and, and asks him, basically, is he going to kill him? And this is Joseph's response. This is in Genesis 50 and 20. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. In order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people. Like, that's crazy. That although you meant it for evil, God meant it for good. His will goes concurrently with man's actions. Like it, that he can use whatever decisions we make to lead us to where we're supposed to go. We decide how long that process is going to be. 
For Joseph, it took a certain amount of time. For us, it may take another amount of time. The children of Israel had a short day's journey to the promised land, but they weren't strong enough to go there. So they had to go and circumnavigate the desert for a while to get stronger before they can cross over the Jordan and go into it. David also had to take seven years after, 17 years, excuse me, after he was anointed to become the king of all Israel. What is your process going to be? What is our process as a country going to be? It is decided by the humility in our hearts or the lack of humility in our hearts. Because when you realize how weak you are, you are more apt to listen. And God has got us in a place where we need to listen. Proverbs 19.22, many are the plans of a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. We got a lot of plans of things that we're going to do, where we're going to fly to, who we're going to see, what we're going to eat, all those just got blown up because it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. In this moment in this country, he is he is answering cries of those who have experienced injustice. I pray, I feel like God is beginning to shake the foundations of all these wicked institutions that he's beginning to shake the foundations of all these corrupt institutions that he is stretching us in a place that he is beginning to call people out of um, sex slavery, that he is making all those networks begin to crumble right now in Jesus' name, that he's doing so by making us all pause and listen. Woo, man, God, of course, is not a manipulator. So his cause is always broadcasted. You know you're being manipulated by somebody if they're not really telling you the reason that you need to do certain things or the reason that they're reacting a certain way to things. God's cause or his reason for existence, his purpose is always broadcasted. He is not manipulating anything. God uses everything for our good. And since we contain the desires of the Lord, what is God saying to you right now? What has been burning on your heart that you've been too busy to listen to? Let that well up because that becomes the way that God's will is done on earth. That is not a question of good or bad or black or white or right or left or whatever it may be. It's a question of God's love being manifested through us, understanding that we know his way, the same substance that God is made of. He has put his Holy Spirit in us so that we may be formed by the same substance. Let us press into his presence even in these moments. Let us press into his goodness and not go away from it. Take your time to slow down, to read his word, to listen to his precious voice, because these moments that we may be forced to our knees, one day he will do so out of passionate compulsion, out of passionate love for God, and uh, more than anything, to be his desire and his will manifested here on earth. Father, I just thank you, Jesus, for all that you're doing and all that you're going to do in and through your people, Father. I pray that you would hold the hearts of those who need comfort right now, God, that you would uh, touch those who need consideration, Lord Jesus, that you would touch bodies of those who don't feel 
uh, safe, who don't feel healed, God, who don't feel encouraged, Lord Jesus, that you would bless them, that you would hold them tight, Lord Jesus. I thank you for these moments that they are going to bring us together as a country and as a people more than anything ever has. I, I pray right now for every believer as if I am Ezekiel speaking to those dry bones and say, rise and live. It's no longer time to be silent. It's time to rise into the purpose that God has called you to do. He asked you a question years ago that you have never answered. Now is the time to rise and shine for your light has come and be who God has called you to be. And I thank you, Father, for your desires that are manifested on this earth. And that you don't cause every situation, but you sure do work it out for your will and for your glory. And I thank you, Father, for days that we have and a blessing we have of being called children of God. Uh, dang, see the love. See the love that the Father has lavished on us that we would be called children of God. Everybody be safe. Blessings on you. Love to you.